0: When Jenny and I heard that there was a possibility of a week long fall break in the 21 22 school year calendar, I went to my boss at the time and I said, Hey, this, uh, this rumor is going around. If it happens, do you think uh, maybe that Sunday that starts that week, maybe I can miss that, that Sunday? Do you think that would be a possibility? He told me, Sure, if it happens, that would be fine. Well, word came around, it happened, and fast forward several months uh, to around July of this year, I said, Hey, remember that week in October that I said I might be gone? Uh, I'm still planning on doing that, and would you be willing to come back and speak on that Sunday? So, I'm excited that he said yes, and I'm excited that he's here today and that you guys get to experience another wonderful Sunday with Pastor Casey Mills here as our guest speaker. If you're new to Bethel Worship Center in the last couple of weeks or last couple of months, this uh, young man has been a part of our family for quite a long time. He was on staff here at Bethel Worship Center for almost 30 years. He was a youth pastor, he was associate pastor, and then he spent uh, about the last 10 years of his time here at Bethel Worship Center as our lead pastor. And we are excited today to have him back on campus with us. He has been a mentor to me in my life. He has been a friend to me in my life. And I am excited that he's here, and I know he's going to bring a great word today. So Bethel Worship Center, will you please give a big, warm welcome to Pastor Casey Mills.
1: So hang tight with me here. It is so good to see all of you here. Uh, We're blessed to be in his presence and in this place and at this time. Uh, It was so awesome to see everybody as we came in. And I appreciate that everybody that I saw, the first thing they said to me, where's Judy? And uh, so I I pointed them to where Judy was so that they could go uh, say to her, we bring you greetings uh, from our children uh, who are uh, back in northeast georgia we bring you greetings from emmanuel college as well so thankful for all that god is doing there and uh, and uh, we this last week uh, last sunday we were with uh, the singers the emmanuel singers were there singing and and uh, we were uh, the church is somewhat a traditional church and and uh, you know how sometimes the holy spirit just moves in you at a <laughs> at a moment in time and I, I let out a woo! you know it was a <laughs> And I realized I was the only one wooing uh, at that moment in time. So, uh, so just so thankful for all God is doing and for this time together. And uh, we're sharing with you a little bit today, a testimony of our journey uh, since we last saw you. But as always, uh, I want to share with you good news. Uh, we, you know, we live in a world where everything is negative. People uh, default to the negative. Sometimes we even do that, right? Uh, we think the negative at first, and this, that, and the other. Uh, but today, I want to share with you the good news, and that good news comes to us from the words of Jesus Himself. And Jesus, in John chapter, uh, excuse me, Luke nineteen and ten, He said, "For the Son of Man has come to save that which was what lost, save that which was lost." Jesus has come to save those that are lost. And in, uh, in, in, uh, in John 3, 17, we all know John three sixteen. That's a beautiful verse. But Jesus continued in his teaching at that moment in time. And he said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We can be at peace today. We can live in hope today. We can dispel fear today because Jesus is still on the throne and he is still fulfilling that mission that he described here, that those that are lost can be found in Jesus Christ. I know I once was lost, but now I have been found and and that Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to bring us freedom and liberty and love and joy and to save us today. If you are not saved by the love of Jesus today, I want you to know right now you can pray right where you are. and say, Lord, I receive your gift of salvation. And I want to follow you with all of my life forever and ever. That verse that we are very familiar with, it says that, uh, Jesus came to say that was we lost somebody's lost. That means they're in a bad place, right? A lot of times when we see people in a bad place, we use it as a thought, you know, that maybe there's no hope for them, but for believers in Jesus Christ, that can never be us. Right, because we know we one time we were hopeless, and the love of Jesus came and transformed our lives. And so today, I want us to know. I want everyone to know you. You don't have to be lost today. You can be found in the love and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Anybody ever been lost before? It's tough, right? As a child, you've been lost. Uh, anyone who was in my youth group in the nineties, you understood what it was to be lost. Uh, even with a GPS, I still struggle today. Uh, but I would always take the wrong turns and put us in different places where we were not supposed to be. And getting lost is is, is frustrating in it when you're not in the right place. And, and for, uh, for most males, it's really discouraging because when I'm driving somewhere, especially a long distance, the goal is to make good time. Why are you in a hurry, Casey? I got to make good time already have in my mind the time that we're going to get there. If we don't, it's going to be a point of frustration for me and, uh, and wondering, uh, being in the wrong place, going down the wrong exit or the wrong, you know, those are, are, are places of great frustration. And all of my, I see a lot of the teenagers are here and people who've known me, you know, that, uh, when I get upset about something, uh, I and frustrated about something. I don't yell. I don't scream. I just get quiet and grip tightly. All right. Uh some there was some kind of blessing the church did for me one time and and uh, I remember Pastor Don telling me that somebody came to him and said, "Well, how, how did Pastor Casey react? What did he he, he reacted the same way he always reacts. <laughs> Whether it's good news or bad news, he just stay steady Freddy." Uh, and so uh but uh but when I'm wondering, you can see another side of me, uh you know, and and uh, and in our, and I thought about uh being lost and we know in our world today a lot of people are lost. Uh, we have been lost. We have been wandering. We've been wandering uh, with, uh, with, with COVID for all this time. We've been wandering with division. People wander with fear. Uh, all of us in here, there may be a place of wandering in your life today that I believe God wants to set you free from uh, this morning in time. Because he, here's the thing. We want to get to where we're supposed to be, where we know God wants us to be. But there are obstacles that come because of our choices sometimes, because of the enemy, whatever they mean, And they keep us from getting to the place that we want to be in life. And when you think of wandering, <coughs> wandering, not wondering, okay, wandering. <laughs> uh, when you think of wandering in and the, and the Bible, you, you obviously go first to the book of Exodus, and you see a nation of Israel that had been given a promise that they were going to the promised land, and they go on that journey. And because of sin and other things like that, they find themselves that this journey takes not just a few a few weeks or a few years. It winds up taking them forty years of wandering in circles in the deserts. So all of us in here, you have probably heard the story of the nation of Israel and their journey to get to the promised land. Now, those of you who are my age and older. You, your first default when I began discussing that, you saw Charleston Heston, okay, All right? Who did not look anything like Moses. I promise you that. Uh, but you, that's who you saw. You saw the, that big cinematic thing that was there. Now, anybody once again that had kids during the nineties, you did not default to uh, to Charleston Heston. You defaulted to Bob the Tomato and Larry. The cucumber, all right, better known as Veggie Tales. How many of us, y'all, you brought your children up with the veg? Yes, you sing yes, Veggie Tales, and uh, uh, you know, just like any when you have young children, those little things, uh, you know, the songs and all that kind of stuff can be a blessing until it's not a blessing, right? Uh, uh they had a little song they made called Larry Boy, y'all remember Larry Boy, and uh. And uh, Judy, uh, Judy, I was going on a mission trip, leaving the house. She was going to, uh, going to see her family and take our kids. And our son, Andrew, wanted to hear it over and over and over. She was wondering to, trying to find some way to accidentally chunk it out the window uh, because of hearing Larry Boy over and over and over. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the writer or the, the architect of uh, VeggieTales is a man named Phil uh, Vischer. Uh, he's the creator of this series, and uh, and this is going to date us real quickly here. At one point in time, at the height of that ministry, they were making 400 VHS cassettes a day. All right, and if anybody knows VHS, you know, you can explain it to the ones who are younger there. But uh, but they were making uh, that, and and I won't go into all the details. But he made some choices and some decisions was given some advice that wasn't really great. Uh, none of it was sinful whatsoever. But you know, all of a sudden, VeggieTales disappeared. All right? And it was just gone. And it was business decisions that went bad and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and Phil Vischer, you know, he, he had lost everything. And he said, uh, this was kind of the impetus for our time together, as well as a personal experience for our family. Uh, he said that uh, when everything crashed and it was all gone, he felt like he was wandering. With nowhere to go, just going in circles. That may be somebody in here today. I want you to know Jesus is your answer for that. We'll get to that in just a little bit. And so, uh, wondering—you know—he felt like he's wandering. Wandering is painful and is not fun. The summer of 2021 will never be forgotten by the Mills family. Uh, on June 1st, uh, we left uh, to head on our journey uh, to Emmanuel to. Northeast Georgia there. Uh, We shared with you in May what God was doing and the doors that were being opened. Uh, for our family and how God was directing also this church to uh, the place where it is now. We're so excited about what is taking place here in this ministry. No matter what church I am in somewhere, my phone, I don't have it with me up here, but I love it when my phone pops up and I see Bethel Worship Center is going live. And so I sit there and I try to look for the back of your head. So if you could put some name tags, maybe... (laughs) back there so I can know who I'm looking at. So, you know, we, uh, and I'm so thankful for the ability to have that kind of connectivity with you, not on a daily basis, but also, uh, to be a part of what's going on here as well. And we just rejoice in everything uh, that God is doing. Uh, in May, uh, we, we, like I said, we shared this journey and then we, um, uh, we began to do the things that we needed to do to take, for this to take place. And the very first thing that took place was just so easy. It was so awesome. Uh, the realtor called us and told us, Your house has been sold. It's been sold to another preacher. How about that? I don't know why that was important, but it was. Okay. Uh, your house has been sold. We didn't have to go on the market. Didn't have to do any of that. That is awesome, I said. And I promise you, that was the last time I said awesome again. For the next month, unless it was like this. Awesome. Awesome. So we left here after the uh, uh, installation of Pastor Javen. Uh, We loaded up our family, and we had been told that we would close on the house on the uh, 15th of uh, July. So we were set for that. So we made a decision. We'll we'll, uh, we'll drop everything off at my mom's house in Aiken, all the cars, all the stuff. And four of us, Andrew was working and already living in Northeast Georgia, so he could not come. But the four of us and a dog loaded up in the Toyota Corolla, (laughs) and we began to wander. Uh, And we went to... The uh, first place we thought we'd go to was Atlanta and go see a Braves game. We did that, go to Six Flags. Oh, it is so bad. It was so sad how dilapidated Six Flags has become. So we, you know, we're doing all that. And we, we're at one of these uh, long stay type, I forget what you call it, but uh, extended stay. Well, our extended stay ended because, you know, uh, I, uh, there's only so much weed you can smell uh, in a hotel. <laughs> and. And it's time to get out. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that was that was not a good time uh, at all whatsoever. It was very, you know, uh, putting the chairs up by the door and that kind of stuff. Uh, Jesus protect us, for, you know, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so we loaded up again and headed back and went to Aiken. Uh, we were blessed to be able to go uh, to the beach for a week, and we did that. And so while we're there at the beach, uh, you know, I'm, uh, they're, they're telling us, no, it's not going to be on the 15th. It'll be on the 19th. And I thought, well, that's great. That, I won't have to drive all the way over to Georgia and then back to Myrtle Beach. That'll be, that'll be a great thing. And then once again, it was not a great thing after that. Every day until we closed on the 30th, every day we were told it would be the day. And every day it was not the day every day we would wait, you know, we on on that before we set everything up, we went to Athens, Georgia to a big U-Haul place. We put all of our possessions in that place and we were thinking on the 15th, we would be getting it. And now, now we're here at the 19th. Then the 20th comes, call the agent. Well, there's a problem with this person. Then the 21st problem with this person, then 22nd problem with this person, 23rd, 24th, you know what I'm going, 25th, all of this, uh, this is all going on. And, uh, You know, it's just, you know, it's a a very difficult situation to be all packed up in the car, cramped together, um, you know, going from place to place, uh, hotel to hotel because, you know, we thought we're close. And at the same time, Judy has to set, she's got to go to work uh, and set up a classroom and do something that's very new for her uh, in teaching uh, teachers. And so all of that is going on, and uh, and so you know I'm just thankful that we're all here today and still love each other. Uh, and so that's that is a good thing. And so uh, so we get to uh, uh, the place where it's uh, it's the 29th, and we're set. We're going to go in. We're going to close at 3:30. We're, we've called some people. They're going to help us unload our stuff after that. And then we get to call from the lawyer's office there in Georgia, and he says. That uh, we get a call from the secretary. She said, you know, we're not going to be able to close today. This particular lawyer, he likes to have everything around nine o'clock in the morning so he can lay it all out and look at it. So I know it's only one o'clock in the morning, but we can't do it till tomorrow. So it's back to Lavonia, Georgia to another hotel for the night. Isn't that awesome? And so the next day, this is it. We, you know, we, it's, and talk to I promise you, this is it. The lawyer agency, the lawyer people, this is it. You're going to be able to get into your home that we did not buy sight unseen, but we saw, we bought with a friend unseen. That's another part I forgot to tell you. I can't tell you how, you remember how it was in the summer. We could not find a house. And it's amazing as we look back now the little place that we have been placed with and where it's been placed with that God ordained and led us to just the right place. I'm thankful for every closed door that he had. We look back at some of those places and we think, God, you know. Now, please know it's not perfect, but uh, we, we, we are uh, working hard to, uh, to make it a home that it is. And it does feel uh, like that. I will say this, before we had... When we moved in there, we didn't have any furniture uh, because we had bought new furniture. We were waiting on it. So we sat in ball chairs uh, in the living room. But because of the generosity of this church, we may not, Judy and I, were on an air mattress. We may not have had any furniture in the house, but that big screen TV y'all got us was put right on the wall. But listen to this. Even that came with problems. When we opened it up, all of the parts that were supposed to be in there were all gone. And Matthew and I had to go to Athens and we found one hidden and got it in there. And on the way back, I called a guy and he called me back and said, I can mount that for you today. I said, brother, today's your day. Come on. Listen, if nothing else, I'm going to sit in my ball chair and watch, uh, uh, watch sports on TV. So all of that's going on. So so we get there and we're finally we're finally done. Uh, the, a friend of mine uh, named Chris Bailey. Some of you may remember him. Uh, from way many years ago but uh, he, he brought his as a good uh, he's a pastor at a church there that we that we visit and we go to a lot uh, and our daughters a part of that youth ministry and and uh, and so he as a good pastor there he made the youth pastor come and he got some other teenagers uh, the lead pastor himself he came and helped us load it up we had everything up in the U-Haul the pastor of Crossroads Church said you know y'all have had such a travail we want to our church wants to buy you lunch we want to take care of everything for you And I said, all right, we're heading. So Judy and I are getting in the the U-Haul to head that way to get something to eat before our closing at 3.30. And uh, she just happens to look at her phone, and there is a message from the lawyer's office. And the lawyer says that in the state of Georgia, they do not take um, certified checks. Even though one day I drove all the way to Lugoff to get a certified check and back to Georgia yeah we're awesome right uh we're all awesome at this point in time so we we have this experience and and so uh so we now have to wire that so we sent the kids off to go eat. Judy, she was absolutely amazing. We're sitting in the front of a U-Haul, in the heat with hot spots, trying to communicate with the bank to see if they can then move this money here and then take that money back into our account so that we're not completely broke. And uh, you know, and all of this is taking place, and all, it just just miraculously, we got the phone call, uh, and the, the phone call around one uh, thirty or so, and it said everything's in. You guys are good to go. We're just like. So thankful that we are good to go here now. And I said, well, that's awesome. We will see you at uh, 3.30. At, uh, and she said, oh, we moved to closing to 2. <laughs> now, the lawyer's office had a little tiny parking space. I wanted to drive to U-Haul in there. <laughs> but Judy would not let me do that. Uh, so I didn't do that. We got in the car. We drove there. We moved uh, into the house. And, you know, like I said, we were just so thankful. But as I look back over that summer and I share with you all of the wondering that we did, uh, as, uh, as I mentioned in the preference of this message, wondering is not easy, not knowing where you're supposed to be, where you're going to be. Those things are not uh, fun whatsoever. And there was a lot of frustration and there were times, once again, the only way you can know it is that I'm quiet (laughs) But I was upset about some things. And, you know, uh, you, as a pastor, you know, we, you, you want to try to be always perfect. But that's not, it's not possible. And all of you who know me know that's not possible. Uh, and so, you know, there were, you know, there would be times when that why would want to come. You know, it would want to come up out of you. And this, you know, you may not, I try not to verbalize it, but it's, but it's in there. And, and here's what God did in the midst of the times when I would get frustrated He would make me hear the same words that I would be preaching to us over these last year and a half. All of a sudden, I began to hear the words, don't give up, don't give out, don't give in. All right, And I promise you, I'm going to share with you a little humanity, I didn't amen at first. (laughs) I wanted to be, no, no, don't give up, don't give out, don't give in. God is for us. He is not a against us. He is Emmanuel. He is God. With us, I heard a pastor recently said, "With is God's middle name. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. No matter what you go, no matter what you're going through today. I don't know if this is for somebody at this moment in time, something in your family, finances, whatever it may be. God is with you. He's with you when you're on the mountaintop. He is with you in the valley, and He will be with you always. The enemy might try to tell you something else. You may to try to show yourself something else. But the truth of the Word of God says that He." He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will be with us always, even to the end. And when that end comes, it'll be when we see him face to face. And there won't be any wondering anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of those other things that were popping up. Breakthrough is coming. Victory is coming. You've got to persevere to get to the promise. And then that little, you know, keep your eyes on Jesus. I don't know how many of you heard me preach it over and over. We need to have a fixed first focus on Jesus, no matter what we're facing. And then that little song that we sing, turn your eyes on Jesus, look full in his wonderful face. And the things of birth grow strangely dim in the light of his glorious grace. I came across this quote. I wish I could give you who it came from but it stood out to me during this time. It says, sometimes the circumstances we are asking God to change are the very circumstances that God is using to change us. Amen. God, change this. Fix this. Make this like I want it to be. And Jesus says, no, I'm trying to make you <laughs> into who you are called To be in your life. As I share this testimony, I know there's some here who might, you might feel like you're in a place of wandering. You might uh, feel like uh, you are struggling with that, or maybe someone in your family that you've been praying in the nation of Israel. Uh, You may feel like the nation of Israel, you know there's a promised land somewhere. You know it's a waiting, but you're, anybody ever been here? You're tired of the waiting. Tired of the wandering, and you're ready for that breakthrough, ready for whatever it is uh, to take place. You're tired of the journey. I want to encourage you today. That's one of the reasons why we come together as a church. Because guess what? Every one of us, those of you online, those of you who are here today, we are all collectively on a journey together to see Jesus. All right. And there, sometimes there are bumps in the road. Sometimes there are struggles. Sometimes there are difficulties. And it is in those moments and times as the believers of Jesus Christ, that we don't pick up rocks and begin throw. We don't begin to use our mouth as a place of poison, but we begin. We are the people who come beside our brother and sister at that moment in time. And we encourage them with the words that I used here. And we encourage one another and say, keep running don't give up you may have fallen down and you've stumbled for a little bit but jesus christ died and rose again so that you can be put back on that solid rock if you feel lost today i want you to know the the verse that we've had from the words of jesus those are not my words he said he came looking for those that were lost He hungers to bring salvation and liberty and freedom to this world. And and if it's you today, he loves you. And he wants to give you a new life, an eternal life, an abundant life with him forever and ever. Uh, Real quickly here, um, I I tell you what, I'm going to skip down uh, just a little bit. Uh, And I was... Uh, I encourage you this week to go back and, and read from uh, Romans 8 and 14 uh, th- through 29. There's some very encouraging words. And uh, the most encouraging thing is to know that the Holy Spirit is always with us. For some reason, I just happened to, to peek, uh, you know, because preachers read born books. Uh, but uh, I happened to have the thought to go book, look back at the Nicene Creed, 300 years after Jesus, where the believers gathered together. To stand on the truth of the Word of God, and there's the you know I believe in God the Father, Maker of heaven and earth, and all that kind of stuff. And one that I did the third the third one that I had never really it just hadn't jumped out to me. Maybe it was because of what I was going through, but it jumped out to me that those early believers made this declarative statement, and we want to make that declarative statement today in our life. He says, "We believe in the Holy Spirit. Yes. We believe you are not alone." God's spirit is guiding and directing you. He is, if you are open to his move, he will give you what comfort you need today. He'll give you what peace you need today. He'll give you what direction you need today in your life. And if you're wandering today and you're trapped by, you know, what, what kind of things can we wonder in today? We, we could be trapped by the desires of this world. We could be searching for pleasure after pleasure after pleasure, but it does not satisfy I mean, is anybody in here seen the Jesus film, the Jesus music movie? If you haven't, it's a history of, of Christian music. Judy and I saw it, oh it was so nostalgic, I got a little loud in there a couple of times uh, as well but it was so good, but it was so good to see the story of a generation that was coming uh, during the time of Vietnam and, and, and assassinations of Dr. King assassinations of, uh, of President Kennedy and all that kind of stuff and they, were hope, they felt hopeless and they turned to drugs they turned to sexuality uh, they turned to all of these different things uh, in their life and they found out that those things do not satisfy, and Jesus intervened in the midst of their life, and all of a sudden, a revival in Calvert Chapel in California began to spread, not just over the nation, all over the world, of people singing new songs to Jesus Christ in new ways, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Oh, it was such a beautiful thing! And I thought about it later when I was driving down the road. I thought we are in that same place today, where people are looking for uh, for all the pills and all the different things to. bring that peace that they need. They're looking for uh, uh, sexuality and all kind of uh, uh, different uh, and and rays that go against the scripture. They're looking for all of these things to bring them to peace. And I am believing today as I, as I left that theater thinking about that thought, God, you can do it again. There can be another renewed revival among the young people of this nation that will impact others with the good news of Jesus Christ. I didn't mean to go off on this tangent. Is that okay? All right. It, what touched me as well is that in 1970s, when all of this was taking place, the church was not kind to those who had long hair. Y'all know the song. I've sang it for you. If your hair's too long, there's sin in your heart. Get it cut today. Get a brand new start. <laughs> get your hair cut low into heaven, you'll go. If your hair's too long, there's sin in your heart. Okay, I wish my hair was so low to that. <laughs> I did try it for a while, but it just... Okay, all right. But there was a preacher, and his name was Billy. Billy G. I'll let you figure it out. And he brought those kids to Dallas, Texas. There's somebody in here who was there at Explo, uh, Explo 72. And those young people were in there singing music that was different than what their parents sang. But that music was singing the glory of God. And God was moving by his Holy Spirit. Now, I know there were a lot of other preachers out there. I'm not going to name their names, but they name them in the movie. Uh, who, who began to, they tried to scare our parents half to death. That move, oh, that rock and roll, you know, the Christian rock and roll is going to kill you. You know, uh, you, you can figure it out yourself. Uh, they began uh, doing that. And I thought about that. Now that I am getting older. Pastor Don, I don't want to be the one that says, God, you got to do it like you did it before. I want to be open for whatever you want to do. And when it doesn't look like I thought it was supposed to look. I want to say, God, open my eyes to see what you were doing before I say something about it. I'm glad I wouldn't have moved. It now. God is moving. The question is, are we open? And oftentimes, it is in place of wondering. While we're on to the promised land, that we find ourselves in places where we, you know, this, is, this isn't exactly how we thought the journey was, was supposed to go. I want you to know, you may have, have hit a rock, you may have hit a, a, a bad place somewhere, but God is not going to leave you or forsake you. If you will keep your trust and your hope and faith in him, and you will give your all to him, he is going to open every door that needs to be opened in your life. And he, today, he can make all things new. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we are trapped by the desires of the world. Uh, sometimes there can be very vicious cycles in our life. That just patterns of behavior that we don't want, we find ourselves doing. I want you to know Jesus is able to break that off. All right? don't, don't believe it. I, I heard a preacher talking about seeing a, a, a commercial. And in that commercial, it, it made a statement at the end, it's okay to be lost. I want you to know. That's somewhat a lie of the enemy. We may find ourselves lost, but the truth is we can be found. We read it at the very beginning. In fact, that's what Jesus came. He came looking for people that were lost so that they could be found in him. Trapped in vicious cycles. uh, 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 The things of this world. 1 Timothy 6.10 tells us that for the love of money is the root of all evils. Does it say money is the root of all evil? Now, the Bible says a lot about stewardship and giving and all those different things in regards to uh, resources. It says the love is the root of all kinds of evils and people uh, have wandered away from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. I want you to know that could come in any way, shape or form. All right? That's why we keep our eyes on Jesus, not on the things that are around us. James 20, 5 and 20 says this says, my dear brothers and sisters, if any one of you should wander away from the truth and someone bring that person back. There is hope for you today. You can be brought back. There is hope for that loved one that you're praying for today. They can be brought back. All of us in here, we're probably a prodigal at some point in time in our life. Maybe we found ourselves in the far country. And it was at that moment in time that we decided it's time to go home. We don't want to wander away from the truth. We want to live in the power of his truth in his grace and his mercy. If you've been confused by the lies of this world, I want you to know Jesus is a shepherd who goes looking for the sheep. He goes looking for the one that is lost. Uh, Jesus is Shepherd, who comes to find the sheep that 's wandering around and celebrates when they come home when somebody comes to know Jesus the Savior and Lord, it is a place of celebration for all of us. Look at what we don 't say well they better change that uh, that long hair real quick i'm <laughs> going back to the previous reference they, Jesus will take care of the hair it 'll all fall out anyway. Um, But it's what he's doing on the inside. If you're lost today, I I just want to encourage you. You don't have to be. Jesus came to save you from that. He came so that we can be made anew and renewed in Jesus Christ. Maybe you need to be renewed in your faith today. I want you to know Jesus is not done with you. He can change you. He can transform us. That's what we say, that uh, Jesus, uh, we we are transformed by his love and we become instruments of his, uh, uh, a catalyst rather, of his his transforming love as well. Going back to the end uh, with Phil Vischer, what I said at the beginning. After he lost everything, uh, he said that he began to do two things. He began to read the word and began to pray. There are other things he could have chose to do. He lost it all. He could be mad. He may have been mad. But he chose to go to the work. And he chose to go to prayer. And he said this. And I want to say it right. He said he found in his heart. That his dreams had become bigger than God. And that he put, trust in, he put his trust in God. And I love this statement by him. He said whatever needs I had were met by the scriptures. <laughs> when I read his word. He became alive to me. He said, my hopes and my ambition died. But at that moment, new stories were birthed by God in me. And he said, waiting is important because it is there that you hear his whispers. I don't know about you, I don't like waiting. But there's growth that takes place. We're told to wait on the Lord. We want to hear his whispers. And the impact God has for us only occurs when our desire is for him. So this morning, as I share this illustration of what it is to be wandering and being in a place of frustration, and then finally making your way home, I want you to know today, if that's you, I want you to know that you can find your way home today. Let's stand together. If you'd bow your heads and close your eyes as as frontline comes at this time, I just want to pray real quickly. Father, I thank you for your presence that's here with us now. I thank you for every soul that's in this house. I thank you uh, for every person that's online watching now or maybe watching later. Every soul that's in here is important to God. You have demonstrated your love to all of us by, uh, by the work that you did on the cross, by giving your life on the cross. You have demonstrated your power to us by, your resurrection, uh, by the resurrection uh, from the dead. And Lord, we we come to you at this moment in time. And as we go into this time of worship, if there's anybody in here that may find themselves in a place of wondering, they may even say, I'm not just wondering; I'm lost. I am not. But today I want to be found. I want you to know if that's what you feel in your heart, that's Jesus drawing you. It's not a clever message or sermon. It's the Holy Spirit drawing you at this moment in time that you can be found in Him. So as we sing this song uh, this morning about joy we want to open the altars if you want to come if you need to come and pray if you need uh, someone to pray with you Pastor Don's over here Pastor Raymond's over there I'll be up here if, if you feel like you're wondering if you feel like you've lost your way you need Jesus, just real quickly, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would just say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me this week, because I'm feeling a little lost in some areas of my life, and I need Jesus in that. Just real quickly, is there anybody? Yes, Lord. 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 Father, we commit this time, this this time in your presence, this time at your altar. Lord, we don't want to wander around aimlessly, as your word says, but we want to be focused on for the one who is wandering in sin, wandering in addiction, wandering in whatever struggle it may be. I pray that the free power of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit would move as we worship together. Whatever that thing that is causing you to wonder today, as you sing these songs uh, this morning, let God break those things off and let Him give you a new heart, a new, uh, a new encouragement, a new strength, and a new peace we thank
0: Jesus for it all. In your name we pray today. Amen. Amen. If you need prayer in any way today, we would love for you to reach out to us. You can go to our website, bwccamblin.com. Go to our contact page. You'll find a link there to request prayer or send us anything that you would like to communicate with us today. Or you can also simply text the word prayer to 803-676-7566 and we will